Hi everyone, welcome to a very special Christmas bonus episode of Would You Like Franchise With That? (laughs) That's right, we're three wise men bringing you gold, franchise sense and (laughs) (laughs) mirth. Christmas. <laughs> I guess I should explain what movie we watched. <laughs> we watched a very dubstep Christmas. <laughs> uh, no, we watched a pretty widely beloved Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. Christmas movies. Mm. Uh, we watched the first two of five. Five. There are five. I thought there were four. Five. There are five. Dude. I still haven't mentioned what the movie is. <laughs> <laughs> Home Alone. We watched Home Alone and Home Alone 2. Uh, uh, sorry. Is Kevin McAllister in the third one? No. No, no he's only in the first oh. two. Okay. Yeah. So uh, this episode is a Christmas episode. It's a little bit different to the normal ones. We're not going to be going through the entire Home Alone series. We're just going to be doing the first two. Yeah. So, so are you saying the third one isn't a Christmas one? No, it's not. Oh, yeah. There you go. Not, not what about the fourth Christmas? and fifth? Yeah, I only there was a fifth a few hours ago. <laughs> so I, didn't do I, much I think the on. fifth one is a holiday-themed one. I don't know if Christmas uh, is the specific. Maybe Thanksgiving or something. Yeah. Fourth yeah. of July. Mm. You know what? I, holiday. I never really got the idea of Christmas movies until my girlfriend was just saying, oh, we've got to watch some Christmas movies like Home Alone. I'm like... Oh, I, I never really thought that was a Christmas movie like mm. this. Well, Home Alone is kind of interesting. I was thinking about this on the way over, mm. that it's not really about Christmas. It's no, kind of just a movie just that's set, set, set at Christmas, Christmas set time. Like Die Hard. Much like Die Hard. It's Which kind of <laughs> Die Hard for kids. It kind of is. Yeah. It kind of is exactly Die Hard <laughs> for kids. Oh, my God. <laughs> um. But uh, Home, yeah, Home Alone exploded then. Yeah. <laughs> Home Alone is a pretty... Pretty, like, it's top of the list for lots of people's, you know, favourite Christmas movies. Yeah. Um, so, the the plot doesn't need too much explaining because I'm sure everyone knows it. But basically, in Home Alone 1, uh, Kevin McAllister, played famously by Macaulay Culkin, mm-hmm. uh, he's eight years old. He sees himself as mistreated by his family. Mm. And really, he is mistreated by his horrible his family. family. Uh, mm. A bunch of assholes. <laughs> <laughs> They're not I was going to say naughty elves, but you know, naughty elves. Uh, Christmas theme? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Uh, Leave your fantasies outside, Jack. Ooh, it's Jack's house of naughty elves. Slide. <laughs> <laughs> we have been chimney. we have been naughty this Christmas, Jack. Are you going to punish us? You're what are you going to put in my stocking, Jack? I'm a naughty elf. <laughs> 
You're getting cold for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That... Oddly enough, my birthday is on uh, in a few days. Is it? It's on the 22nd. Oh, that's sad. Well, it's tomorrow, in fact. <laughs> in fact, it's not in a few days. It's in two hours. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. I'm just not sure why that's relevant. <laughs> because my parents got coal for Christmas. <laughs> uh, well, they named me, so it's really right. Yeah, they got. Yeah, okay, I get you. Yeah, I yeah. get you. Uh, so Kevin McAllister uh, has uh, the night before a big family holiday with himself and his cousins and and his family. He has an altercation with his uh, older brother. And he's banished to the uh, sleep in the attic, mm. uh, where he loudly announces that he wished he didn't have a family and that he lived by himself. Uh, the next morning, uh, in the rush to get the family to the airport because they all oversleep because the power goes out and the alarm doesn't go off, he's left behind. Uh, and uh, essentially- Some would say he's- Left behind. Home alone too. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and what transpires is that he eventually has to uh, protect his home from some mentally retarded burglars. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I didn't really realize this until um, the rewatching. Firstly, um, I never realized how young Kevin McAllister was. I was mm. just doing, I was just looking up the, when it was made, 1990. So I would have been three, mm. but. I always thought that he was like, well, he looked old to me mm. watching it now. He's so young and yeah. his, his acting job is incredible. He's great, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. So I was firstly blown away by that. But also I never really realized that there's sort of a, a Christmas, is it a Christmas carol? Um, this, the ghost of Christmas past and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. That's, there's elements of supernatural. There is a little bit of magic. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. Is it magic that his family disappears? Because they kind of leave it magic. It is in the second one as well. It's not really. It's not magic. It's a coincidence. But I think there's there's like the wind that blows. It's a magical coincidence. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a. It's. It's what happens is in reality. Madge winks at it. There's a moment where Madge winks at all of us sometimes. <laughs> there's a moment where too many things happen all at once. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. of the wind blowing them over and stuff. Uh, and there's music, there's certain music playing that's suggested. Is it a Christmas yeah, yeah. miracle? In a way. And there's a, there's a bit where Kevin realizes that he's been left home alone mm. and he yells out, he was like, Mom! And, like, she's on the plane. Yeah. And, and he's, <gasps> I forgot something. Yeah. And doesn't realize it. Until mm. And then she goes, Kevin! 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 We've got to talk about Kevin. We do need to talk about Kevin. <laughs> yeah. We do. Um, that was a really dark sequel. What? We need to talk about Kevin. Oh, okay. No, sorry. I didn't see that movie. That was the name of the film, wasn't it? We yeah, we need to talk about, about Kevin, about the kid good? who, like, shot up his school. Uh, didn't watch it. It was good. I think I'm the only person who thought it was a dark comedy. Uh. <laughs> I thought it was really funny. <laughs> You're a freak. <laughs> Maybe. It's like pissing yourself at these horrible events. Mm. So, I've got, I've got heaps of notes about the family. Firstly, they are genuinely mean to him. Yeah. And the uncle saying he's a little jerk. Yeah, and the cousin calling him a disease. And, yeah, a, just disease. Letting that and a phlegmwad. The yeah. mum and dad just let that happen. I think yeah. it's really yeah. horrible. But, but I think that's the true of any kind of like young adult fiction is that 
in from you're seeing it from the eyes of the young protagonist, and to them they are um, legitimately mistreated. Mistreated. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, like this, it's it's always like a sibling will get away with something, and they'll get the blame for it, and yeah. it's like. You know, every Paul Jennings or mm-hmm. like, uh, what was around the twist? That was, that was Paul Jennings. Oh, Morris Gleitzman. Morris Gleitzman. Like all, all of those books is always kind of like, or sorry, Goosebumps is yeah. I think what I'm thinking of. At the start of every Goosebumps is like someone having a rivalry with their sibling where they <coughs> are wrongfully accused for doing something. It's just like young adult but fiction 101. There's a, there's a moment in both of the, the first and the second one where the mum um, is patronizing someone about being a parent. Are you a parent? Like, do you know what I'm going through right now? Yeah. yeah. And both of those times I was like, you're a bad parent. You're, yeah. you're like, terrible. You are terrible a parent, parent, but you are a yeah, you're shit parent. parent. in inverted commas. Yeah, both times you got on a plane and left the checking of your kids up to either another kid or mm. just, just someone saying, oh yeah, I think they're all on, you know, everyone's on the plane. So, I just really didn't like her. Um, although the, the, somehow the movie makes you sympathize with her, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I always sympathized with the mom. Yeah. Cause she obviously, she seems genuinely the, worried that the kid is. Yeah. Yeah. But she's a, she's a bad parent. Oh, like, she's for, for forgetting. She's him. just a bit, she's incompetent. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Precisely. But maybe it's, maybe it's just the magic we were referring to earlier. Yeah, exactly. That, that right. Gives her a momentary so it's not, lapse of it's not her fault. It was the wish. Yeah. So, like, in the second one where the guy's wearing exactly the same coat as the dad, is exactly the same height, and was walking in the same direction at yeah. the same time. With the, the same, same kind case. of gait. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just yeah. really, really... Gait. Um, Interesting word, Callan. Just the way, the way that you talk, the way <laughs> the that way you walk. No one uses that word. I used it. Have you guys seen You've just um, used it now. I'm pretty sure you've never used it before in a conversation. People have often complimented me on my gate. <laughs> like, I don't have a gate. <laughs> have you guys seen um, The Trip to Italy? I have. Yes. He's in the bit where they're sitting there and they, um, they're admiring the young woman who works at this hotel they're staying at. And Steve Coogan goes... Uh, lovely gate. Well, Brian goes, it's probably locked. <laughs> Zing. Zing. See, I didn't get a lot of the jokes in that movie, so. Didn't you? I probably wouldn't have got that one, but yeah. now I will. Can I bring up something? Of course you can. Mm-hmm. Can, Cole, you studied engineering. Mm. Maybe you can answer this for me. What is it? When in a movie something shines. Yeah. And it makes a ding, ding noise. Yeah. What, what, what's that? What's the noise? So Joe Pesci smiles at Kevin McAllister when he's uh, impersonating a police officer to try and see if the family is going to be home at Christmas time. Uh-huh. And he smiles and his gold tooth shines and it goes ding, ding. Okay. So there is actually no connection there's no way that something can make that sound. <laughs> There's no scientific from, explanation from for that. From its look. So how do they get the sound? Uh, the t- that would be some sort of... Like, <laughs> there's just a cup or some glass or something. Hey, I'm just going to put my gold tooth in and then smile at you. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't think that's real gold, Cohen. <laughs> you've been had. If your smile was making that noise, ting. <laughs> um, the the sound is like I think just the audio. So, so it's not the the light refracting in a, no, in no, a no. way that's affecting the airwaves and no, reaching no, no. your ears. Light light doesn't make any sound. Um, but I guess it would be the audio equivalent of like a maxing out of sound for a brief second. Like ting, it's a very high pitched like chirp and then like just like a light. It's almost sh- like shining really brightly. It's almost like when a microphone feeds back. <laughs> but like, just yeah, very, exactly. It's like the that. equivalent of like seeing that shine come from a tooth is a really, really high powered, high frequency zap of light mm. and the sound is equivalent to a high frequency ping um and i guess they sort of match in that way hmm. yeah. i don't know that, thanks for explaining that, 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 that makes for sense. a lot longer than i thought it was going to well it's an interesting like no, the I think reason we should keep talking about it <laughs> <laughs> um, but but bringing back to that moment where he, the ding happens where he ping. sees him dressed as a cop yep. and sees a smile. And then he sees him dressed as just a normal person outside of business hours. Because he smiles as well. and good. Yeah. So, he, he recognizes the ting, but he also in that moment realizes he's not a cop and that he's something more sinister. And the fact mm-hmm. that he was inside his house earlier is, is a bad thing. Suspicious. Yeah. Suspicious. But- is there grounds for the suspicion just because you've seen the cop now outside of his working hours? Well, he's a- Because he nearly got hit by the- Okay, let's give a little bit of context yeah. to what's going on. <clears throat> Joe Pesci, in the start of the film, goes to McAllister household and basically is inquiring, are they going away? They say they are. Uh, he talks to Kevin McAllister, smiles at him. Ding! Ding. Uh, then later, Kevin McAllister is walking home from- Buying a toothbrush. Uh, mm. <laughs> stealing uh, a toothbrush, as yeah. it hands out. Mm. Uh, he's so distracted from stealing a toothbrush that he walks in front of uh, the van, the, the, the wet burglars, the wet bandits. Wet bandits. <laughs> wet burglars. Uh, are driving out and they nearly <laughs> hit him. Uh, and they have a moment where Joe Pesci and Macaulay Culkin make eye contact. And then he notices the... Ding, ding. And he realizes that something's wrong, and that's kind of what uh, sets in motion. He says, "Hey, kid, watch where you go. you got to watch your step or something." Mm. What's wing? It's immediately implied that he's a really bad guy, but I would have thought that he would turn around and be like, "Oh, you're the cop." Have you ever met a really good guy with a gold tooth? Mm. Mm. Good point. Ding, ding. <laughs> No. That ting. <laughs> that toothy ting. You know when <laughs> it's me, the spider. <laughs> oh god. It's the James Bond spider. James <laughs> I was gonna say. Do you know that if someone if uh someone you know dies and you have the ashes, there's a company in America who will take those ashes and compress them into a diamond which that you can then wear in your tooth. Wow. Yes, please. Mm. Uh, we're going off topic here, but no, let's uh, go. Let's uh, go. Uh, the season. Uh, I heard about someone getting their cat turned into a pair of gloves, so Kit- they could be with mittens. them all the time. Kitten mittens, <laughs> but actually, actually, 
You know, th- yeah, that person we, I, thought that was I, cool. I, but I heard about someone who got their cat turned into some underpants. Yeah. Oh, where's the pun? Is there a pun coming? <laughs> I wanted someone else to make it. <laughs> I was trying to trick you into making a dirty joke. Mm. I can't. <laughs> Continue. Is, where are you going with that? I don't want to go there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, check the Facebook page for later. <laughs> um, something I noticed in this movie, Kevin uh, McAllister gets left home alone. And then he, uh, when he sort of wandered around the house, the house is empty and he's sort of freaking out. He's like, are you guys playing a prank on me? What's going on? And then he, it slowly dawns on him and the camera's sort of zooming in and he goes... I've been left home alone. And then a smile breaks out his face. He goes, I've been left home alone. And he's all excited about all the things he can do now that he's home alone. Mm. And the first thing he does is eats popcorn and jumps on the bed at the same time. Yeah. It's such a weird combination and so potentially dangerous. <laughs> I don't know. I think it makes sense. That's is what I did. Is that what you the first So thing I you recently did? moved into a one bedroom apartment. Mm. Uh, and the first thing I did when I moved in here was pop some popcorn and jump on the bed. Yeah. Your bed's made out of cardboard. As we were discussing before, you've got a cardboard bed. How did it hold up? I broke the bed. (laughs) (laughs) Had to get some more cardboard. There's a reason they tell you not to do that. (laughs) Specifically that. It's just like the butter melted the cardboard and Mm. it's a whole mess. Um, They they have an incredible house and that bed, maybe it's a water bed. It is not allowed on. Maybe. He does love sleeping in that bed. But he also goes to his brother's room and goes for all his cool stuff. Yeah. And I remember thinking that was the coolest room ever as a mm. kid. All like the firecrackers and the to- like the yeah, cards cool and the stuff. toys and like the gun, which we're not allowed here in Australia, mm. but like the oh BB gun. God. Yeah. Yeah. Home Alone really is a child's like wish fulfillment fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. For yeah. sure. Similar to the second one. Similar to um, Richie Rich as well. That and Blank Holden. Check. Yeah. Exactly. And also started. Macaulay. Um, but uh, <laughs> funny about that scene where he goes into the brother's room and he's going through his trunk of stuff and he finds like the firecrackers and he finds a Playboy and stuff. Yeah. And he finds a picture of his brother Buzz's girlfriend. <laughs> oh, oh, woof. woof. <laughs> And I found out I found out the other day that that picture was actually a boy made up to look like a girl because they thought it would be too mean to like take oh, a photo of that's a nice. homely looking girl. It's nice that they made a boy dress up like a girl. That is nice. So they could make fun of him. Um, did you guys think that Fuller from the Mighty Ducks was similar to Buzz or vice versa? Yeah, yeah. I got to, yeah. You know what I mean? The spiky hair, big sort of... Sort of piggish nose and... Was yep. Fuller one of the Bash Bros? Yeah. Yeah, he was the guy the, in the alleyway. Fuller, no, is Fuller... Are we sure it's Fuller? Because Fuller's... Um, Fuller's Macaulay Culkin's cousin. Macaulay Culkin's cousin. Oh, yeah, who, played by Macaulay Culkin's brother. Yeah. Who, um, like, will... Wet the bed. Wet the bed. Yeah. And there's that great part in, in it where uh, he's, like, set up that he's going to wet the bed and then... Uh, Fuller's dad is just like easy on the Pepsi and then Fuller just like takes his big slip of Pepsi and just looks at the camera and yeah. smiles like so and, like he loves wetting the bed yeah. like it's yeah. his favourite thing to do he's the wet bandit <laughs> <laughs> yeah sorry I'm getting the names mixed up but yeah what was the name of the, the Bash Bros Fulton Fulton Fulton, yeah, yeah, Fulton. that's it yep. I thought it was but yeah I did get that vibe if he wasn't like the buzz is a bit too. He's just got the wrong hair, I think. Did John mm. Hughes have anything to do with Mighty Ducks? 
Nej. No, I don't think so. Hmm. Hmm. So I remember being genuinely afraid of the old shovel man. Yep, shovel man scared. And he, he doesn't do himself many favors for large portions of the film. Just, yeah. Well, he's just sort of a, he doesn't, he's just around. Oh, no, there's that scene in the store. Yeah. He stares yeah. at him like crazy. He walks up That's to him with true. a bloody hand and then just stares at him as he walks away. Yeah, like, actually, good point. Yeah, terrifying. Yeah. He's a really scary old man. Yeah. But then he's really nice. He's super kindly. And uh, and and he learns something from Kevin just as Kevin learns something <laughs> from him. And this uh, rinse repeat for the second movie. Yeah. Yeah. Rinse repeat basically everything for the second movie. Yeah. Uh, we'll get to that later. I wanted to bring out one thing. Um, when the wet bandits are robbing, like, the first house, the, the house that they're robbing before they nearly hit Kevin with the car, um, it's, there's this funny scene where they're, like, unwrapping all the Christmas presents and stuff and they're, like, going through all the toys. Yeah. But if their whole shtick is they're, like, scoping out places where people have gone away for Christmas, why are all the Christmas Maybe decorations Christmas out? Yeah. And why is there, like, lights onto the Christmas tree and all the presents are under the tree if everyone's gone on holidays? Well, I think uh, the... Fake presents? <laughs> we'll just put them down there. Well, I'd say that having the presents there is a good point, and that's a bit strange. But uh, Kevin McAllister's dad tells Joe Pesci. Maybe not the lights the then, yeah. but the Christmas but yeah, having the presents there is a bit weird. Mm. Good. Glad we settled that. Good. It's weird. Good settled. What else is wrong with Home Alone? Uh, well, uh, where does Kevin get all the mannequins from? I noticed that there's mannequins all over the place. Someone in his family, not sure if it's the mum or someone else, uh, is a sewing enthusiast. Okay. So, yeah. the, what the mannequins we're referring to are, there's a scene where the wet bandits are like casing uh, the house. They are suspicious now that Kevin is home alone after seeing mm-hmm. him in the street. Ding! And uh, <laughs> they go to check out if he's home alone. And Kevin rigs up a bunch of mannequins uh, to look like they're dancing um, and play some music to make it look like there's a party in the house. Okay, but my so the thing question, was just like... The question isn't where did the mannequins come from, but where, where did they go? <laughs> <laughs> the question I think for, for me was just where did he become so resourceful? Mm. Because he can't even pack his own bag at first. Yeah. And like like one of his brothers says at the end of the first one, he after they find out that Kevin, while he was home alone, he went shopping. This is another one of those lines that I picked up because I paid too much attention to these movies now that yeah. we're watching them. As he's walking off, his brother goes, he went shopping? He can't even tie his own shoes and he went shopping? Uh, yeah. But, yeah. Um, but that not that what the movie's about? It's a coming of Kevin age. Kevin being resourceful. Kevin. Yeah, yeah, Kevin learning how to be a- I'm a real boy. Kevin. And not be afraid anymore. Mm. I'm Kevin fr- learning to be John McClane from Die Hard. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Do you think there is the same cinematic universe? There's a- um, uh, Even though Die Hard came out before Home Alone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But things can things can go backwards. It's a prequel. Mm. Um, there's also a fan theory that I read online that uh, Kevin McAllister grew up to be Jigsaw from the Saw movies. Oh, ah, God. that makes sense. Mm. That would be re- and uh, did you watch that recent video that Macaulay Culkin I, put out? I did watch that. Yeah, I did. Yes. Where he, he uh, f- for those of you who haven't seen it, he plays a Uber driver who is Kevin McAllister from Home Alone, all grown up, 
and very mentally affected by the experience of just being left at home alone and fighting off these bandits. But the whole thing is really cheap and badly done. Yeah. I, I <laughs> Very poorly written, I thought. Yeah. It's a cool idea. And it actually uh, was, I thought, just interesting food for thought. And it got me yeah. really thinking about, like, what the gritty reboot of Home Alone could look like. Could yeah, look yeah, like yeah, yeah. if they got someone like... Alex Arja to direct it, who's the like French extreme director. He directed um, High Tension and the Hills Have Eyes remake. He's kind of like kind of a worst. No, no, no. Like, uh, and and there was that big kind of like French like home invasion craze in the early two thousands. Oh, okay. And I or like, did you guys ever see John uh, Next? No. The horror film, no. Home Invasion horror film. No. So There's funny games in there somehow. I yeah, don't know. yeah. Well, there was a Colgan in funny games, right? Possibly. Oh, my God. I think <laughs> we just cracked it. I'm not sure if there is. I, no. Oh, no. I think he no, looks no, no, no. like a It's Colgan. Michael Pitt. It's Michael Pitt. Yeah, he looks like He looks like a Colgan. Yeah. That's great, though. Michael Haneke directing Home Alone, what, six? It would have to be six, yeah. Yeah, where- with Macaulay Culkin, where Macaulay Culkin <laughs> has gone full circle. Now, he's the wet bandit. Well, there is like a psycho element to this, right? Like, he takes pleasure from uh, punishing these guys. Yeah. And then right at the very last, when they're really sort of exhausted and defeated, he'll call the Because the conceit of the whole yeah. movie is, why does he not just call the cops? Exactly. Yeah, in the Straight place, away. Yeah. And th- th- this is more prevalent in the second one we'll get to later. Um, but yeah, they, and I don't know how you guys felt, um, but watching this again and, um, and, and I've actually watched Home Alone like quite a lot. Yeah. I've seen Home Alone. Home Alone might be the movie I've seen the most. Yeah. Of all the movies. Well, actually, let, hey, before actually. we go into this, why don't we just like talk a little bit about our history with, with Home Alone? Yeah. How, like how you guys have watched a lot as a kid. Have you watched it a lot? Like older or? Yeah, not for me, but it's definitely one of the movies that I probably watched most as a kid, having watched it now. Going, yeah. I remember everything. I remember like, every yeah, yeah. single bit of this. Yeah. 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 Aside from just a couple of things like, oh, realizing how young he is and yeah. maybe how mean the parents are to him. But um, yeah. Yeah. And also, I think also because it's seasonal. Yeah. Like as a kid, you'd watch it. It would, it would always be on TV. Be on TV mm, this yeah. time of year. And, you know, you'd have a VHS copy of it. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I watched it a bunch as a kid, um, and then there was a year when I was traveling through India, and um, we all end up, ended up in Goa, uh, and we were only supposed to be there for two days, but we couldn't get a train out, and uh, we, there was just like not enough tickets. You couldn't bought, order tickets online, and we ended up spending Christmas Day waiting in line for five hours to try and buy a ticket out of Goa, because <laughs> Goa was just... It's fucking awful. Just like full of English tourists. Just uh, terrible yeah. place to be. Mm. <clears throat> so we spent five hours on Christmas morning, like just trying to buy a ticket out of this place. Did you go up to the counter and explain that you were a mother? <laughs> <laughs> From a mother to a mother. <laughs> and then did John Candy come and say, Hey, we're polka polka polka. We're a bunch of hits. The Sheboygan shuffle. Can we get back to John? Yeah, we'll get back to John. Anyway, so. 
basically. And then we went back and it was about lunchtime and all we wanted was just like Christmas food. And obviously we're in India. So it was just like, you know, Indian food. And I was just like having the worst Christmas. And then we went back to the hotel and Home Alone was on. And Uh. I just had this moment of like just pure joy. It was like this big Christmas hug. Like it all came flooding back to me. Um, And like, you know, it didn't matter that I was like away from my family and everything. It was just like this really nice Christmas thing. Mm -hmm. And so that was maybe like five or six years ago. And ever since that, I kind of just like... It's not like a solid tradition, but I pretty much watch Home Alone Managed every Christmas. Every yeah, because it's just like I don't know. I can't. You can't be unhappy. While yeah, you're watching yeah. It. And Home Alone is like we were saying before. It's not really. It's set at Christmas, and Christmas is a big theme. But it's yeah. not a Christmas movie. It's not about Santa Claus or the you know the, or the Grinch or anything. Yeah, like that, or anything right? like that. Because I think we're I think we're all in agreement that that we don't really like Christmas movies yeah. generally. But yeah. I love Home Alone. Yeah. Mm. Um, so going back to what I was, we were going to bring up before is the part of Home Alone that I loved so much is all the part leading up to the bandits breaking in. Mm. And when, then once that happens, I kind of just lose mm. interest mm. a little bit. Like my favorite part of it is just like all the like, um, the plan? childlike wish fulfillment of, like I'm alone and I'm independent and mm. I'm just like I can like make it work and yeah. you know I can go slowly insane and talk to myself in the bathroom. Yeah, yeah, and, like, yeah. yeah. Like that stuff is the best. Yeah. And then when the uh, bandits start breaking in in the first one and especially in the second one, I kind of just like you know I understand why they did it because it was kind of like they needed to put some tension into the mm. situation. But uh, then it just like I don't know like. Maybe as a kid you like the goofy slapstick violence, but yeah, I think I'm I think I'm almost exactly the opposite. I'm looking forward to that bit at the end. Yeah, right. But it's not that long. Like it's not uh, looking. Yeah, it's a good hour. It's a two hour movie. It's like an hour and a half into the movie that that starts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I remember thinking that that was most of the movie, but it's mm. over really quickly. Yeah, like yeah, it is a short. So when I, went, I was like, Jim, three quarters of the way through, and that hasn't even started yet. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's not. The main part of the film, the part of the film was him sort of like making his own way and, yeah. um, it's him being home alone. Yeah, not exactly. Home with the burglars. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and sort of like the running around the house, playing with the toys and doing all those fun stuff. I think that was what I liked as well when I was and a kid. And he does. And he's outsmarting the burglars before they get to the house, like with mm. the, with the fake party and. Yeah, exactly. And all that sort of stuff. There's a couple, they're around for a, a long time before yeah, they actually. Yeah. But it's like, you know, uh, in, in both the movies, they kind of like, the, the, they, they're pretty well written or they're pretty traditionally written in that, uh, if they're going to do something to the burglars, they'll kind of like set that up before they do it. So mm-hmm. there's the scene with the pizza delivery man. Uh, where he comes to deliver the pizza and because he's a kid and he doesn't want to like talk directly to him and give him the money, he plays the VHS tape yeah, of yeah, yeah. the, um, the angels with filthy whatever. Yeah. It is. Filthy it's, souls. Yeah. yeah. Angels with filthy souls, which is the, this film noir gangster story that he like kind of fits between. Um, which is just made for this film. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was interesting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, and then the sequel has angels with even filthier souls. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, but there's this scene where, so he, he uses his VHS tapes so he can pay for the pizza. And then there's like a later scene where the burglars are coming and he uses the same tape with the same audio to scare them away. But mm. I always loved the, the pizza delivery gag more than the burglar gag. And they do mm. it the same in the second one. Mm. There's, it's almost completely identical where they've got the angels with even filthier souls and they've got the hotel concierge that he scares with the the thing um yeah i don't know i i just the the burglary stuff is much less appealing to me yeah um little side note little nero's became a pizza place for the 20th anniversary a few months ago (laughs) oh really yeah it was like a cross promotion with uh 20th century and uber eats which is uh, like the yeah. Uber food delivery thing. Yeah, yeah. So they were actually delivering cheese pizzas uh, on the, uh, I think it was like September someday. Oh, that's, that's and, great. And uh, yeah, just for that one day, you get a cheese pizza. Actually, pizza. that's become my second Christmas tradition. Well, yeah, something I've done like once, but like it's just, it was so much fun doing it. Uh, me and my, uh, ex-girlfriend got home from like the family Christmas <laughs> and we were like both hungry and we noticed the pizza shop was open so we just like went and ordered a large margarita pizza like a, a large cheese pizza large cheese pizza and then we like took it home and it was like a lovely cheese pizza just, <laughs> just for, for me. me and it was oh it's just the best you should have asked them to deliver it and knock over the statue outside your house <laughs> keep the change yourself <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's nice that's a nice story um, okay, so just before the movie starts the whole preparing and then robbery scene, um, uh, there's a moment where he runs home from church after just having spoken to... Um, crazy Shovel Man. Crazy Shovel Man um, and giving him some good advice. And so he's running home and he runs up to the door... Doesn't even unlock it. <laughs> Just pretty much opens the latch, closes the door and said, it's time to defend this place. <laughs> and he hadn't even locked the front door. Like there was, he literally just ran up and pulled the handle. I thought, oh, that was interesting. Yeah. Um, I heard a pretty fun uh, fan theory for, for this. Mm. Uh, which is that John Candy's character is a devil. Did you guys mm. hear about this? Uh, I heard that he was the same character from Planes, Trains and Automobiles. Ah. But that's that's basically the end of the theory for mine. <laughs> well, yours? it seems like it would be hell to be stuck in a polka van. So, uh, the theory is based on... so. Uh, Kevin's mum ends up, she's, she's trying to find her way back from Paris to find Kevin. She has to get all these connecting flights and she ends up in like Sheboygan airport or something. Mm. And she's trying to get on another flight and they're like, there's nothing available. And she says, um, I would sell my soul to the devil to uh, get a flight. And then, uh, John Candy kind of like looks at her and apparently the airport that they're referencing is on a giant crossroad, uh, like in real oh, life. Yeah. Uh, which is, you know, if you, you go to like, you know, the, the, that kind of mythology of selling your sort of devil, you wait at a crossroad. Uh, and then when they're in the van on the way back to, um, Chicago, mm. uh, John Candy is playing 
a wooded instrument, which apparently, according to legend, is a favorite of the devils. So, uh, well, I actually have a very strange connection to your this theory in the second movie. Um, there's something that I noticed, which when I paused it, um, I love how you freaked, pause movies. <laughs> freaked, freaked me and uh, my girlfriend out was um, there's three buttons on one of the sisters' um, woolen coats, and it mysteriously looks so much like 666. It is freaky. Carl's just showing us a photo on his phone. It, does, it does look like 666. I can verify that. Y- yes. And if you're like, that's a dodgy photo. But if you're watching it, it's it's clear as day. These three sixes in her buttons, it's bizarre. It's very, very strange. Huh. Anyway, there you go. So maybe she's she's done some devilly stuff. I don't know. I'd have to rewatch mm. it. But maybe the devil's in the second one as well. The devil's in the detail, they say. Mm. Wait, was that? Devil's that in the- oh, that could be from the first one, actually, because that's from Saturday. Yeah, that'll be from the first one. Mm. So, yeah, feather proof. So there's another six 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 hallmark of the devil in the in the first movie. Well, there you go. We'll have to rewatch it more closely. <laughs> oh, welcome to the podcast, <laughs> Sean Connery. <laughs> we'll have to watch it more closely while I pressure you into sleeping with me. This is it's that's my colleague. Mm, super freaky. Um. Well, since we're since we're heading in that direction, should we take a quick break and come back and talk about Home Alone Two? Yes. Wait, wait, wait. No. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to say one more thing about the John Candy cameo, because not growing up in that time, not really appreciating John Candy. Mm. Uh, I'm not really a big fan or anything at the moment. Um, but I imagine at that time, that cameo would have. Tickled a lot of people watching the movie, taking their kids along, because they would have liked John Candy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He but was a big deal for for me. It did nothing as a kid. And as a kid, even watching it now, oh, I was watching like, it now though, I was just like, oh, it's a movie that John Candy is in. But it's the same as Vacation, where John yeah. Candy's in it at the end. Turns up at the end. Yeah, it's like yeah. a John Hughes trademark. Yeah, I suppose. I mean. I don't know. It was just interesting watching it and being like, oh, this is a cameo that probably heaps of people were really excited about at the time. And I was just like, did, no, did nothing for you. Did nothing for me. Before we move on, I just I want to rapid fire through a few things. Yeah. One- I've got a couple as well that we'll rapid fire through. Rapid fire. This is a new segment. Rapid fire. Would you like rapid, 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 rapid fire. Rapid fire. <laughs> one rapid fire. <laughs> All right. Should we do each person rapid fires on their own or do we go one, 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 two, 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 no, 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 like that? Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> okay, okay, rapid yeah. fire. Rapid fire. Uh, my first rapid fire is... The bit where he steps on the nail. Oh, my God. That's messed up. That looked like it would really hurt and it made me... I couldn't watch it. No. Yeah, it was messed up. (laughs) Next. Kevin's a screwed up kid. Jack, rapid fire. So many characters wear cable knit sweaters. Carl, rapid fire. I was was just going to say that John Williams' soundtrack for that movie, so good. Uh, What a guy. Rapid fire. (laughs) What's the... um, um, the bad guys theme. No, that's the uh, that's the things are about to happen theme. Uh, we'll get back to it. Rapid fire. Rapid fire. When uh, he uh, Macaulay Culkin puts feathers on Joe Pesci, mm. what is he trying to achieve with that? 
Other than uh, making him look silly. I heard that Chris Columbus, who directed this movie, in the commentary, apparently he says if he was doing it again, he'd leave that out because it's too soft. Because <laughs> I was going for hardcore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rapid fire. fire. Jack. Uh, this movie contains the second best sledding scene we've seen this year. The first going to Christmas vacation when Chevy Chase lubes up his sled and goes like 100 miles an hour down the hill. Call Rapid Fire! Uh, you guys haven't seen Star Wars, so there's one more win for you. <laughs> <laughs> rapid Fire! I uh, had nothing left for that movie, so... There was, there was a bit where Joe Pesci threatens to cut off Kevin's balls and put them in motor oil. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's messed up, isn't it? <laughs> there's a, why I'm going to cut off your calcium to the bottom of motor oil! <laughs> there's a moment where... Rapid Fire! <laughs> They turn from like um, you know just criminals into child. Yeah, like are they going to murder this child? They want that to murder. They want seems to murder like the eight-year-old child. That seems because like he it. doesn't want them to rob his house. A rapid fire. Rapid fire. My last, my last rapid fire is that the opening of this movie, um, and the scene, the second one where they're running through the airport, as. Someone who thrives on being like organized gives me so much anxiety. The yeah. idea of being in that house at that time just makes me want to like mm. top myself. Do you and need a hug, running- Jack? Almost. Like watching it when they're running through the airport, it's bad enough. But what really gets me is that they're all running through the airport and they're all in their heavy winter coats. Yeah. Which <laughs> it just like, it just makes Wait, me like- no, I swear. identify with that at all. Jack, <laughs> <laughs> just makes it's me a like, movie. Like, just makes me uncomfortable and oh, like claustrophobic. Oh, Jack! Right, rapid fire. Rapid I got fire. the sound back in my head. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, rapid yeah. fire count. Uh, my last, my <laughs> last rapid fire is after all the shenanigans. Uh, who cleaned up the house before the oh parents my came God. home? He had trashed the joint. Absolutely trashed <laughs> like the it. The nail would still be tied to the um the the basement stairs. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Who knows? I was, I was he didn't that. clean up Buzz's room. That's for sure. Mm. Yeah, Buzz was just cool with it. Come on! Come on! Rapid fire. Rapid fire. Well, Buzz is cool with a new segment. I like mm. rapid fire. That's just like get all the rest of the notes out of the yeah, way. Yeah, that's a good one. That can be our Christmas gift to ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> the inclusion of this new segment called rapid fire. Um. So now let's take that break. <sighs> Ding. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so we started talking uh, earlier about uh, the remake of Home Alone 1 that is Home Alone 2. <laughs> it's kind of like evil, fair. evil Dead 1 and 2, isn't it? Kind of. Yeah, they are- Actually, there's a lot of similarities between Evil Dead and no, Home Alone. No, there's not that many. Okay, okay. <laughs> no, there are. So, it's- <clears throat> Bruce Campbell spends the majority of both Evil Dead 1 and 2 by himself fending off- a structure from intruding negative forces. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Kevin McAllister. Yeah. Ditto. The devil appears in both. Yeah. Uh, they both have quite comical faces. Mm-hmm. Does Kevin have Does like Kevin a, have a boomstick slash chainsaw? Oh, Does Kevin have a funny face? He does this. Kevin's got such a funny <laughs> face he never got a job after this. Did he get a job after this? He was uh, in kids' movies, but then he turned into an adult and went a bit weird. I think it was yeah. just like, um, my theory is that 
children actors who like look good as children, um, like male ones especially, don't yeah, no, age yeah. well. They kind of never grow out of looking like a kid. Like, how old would Macaulay Culkin be now? He'd be so older than us. He'd back be in 1990. Yeah, so he'd yeah. be in his. Early thirties, yeah, early to mid thirties, I think. Because he yeah, looks, he yeah. looks like a like just a stretched out eight year old. Yeah, but he's had all sorts of issues. Yeah, mental That's, issues. Yeah, drugs. and drugs, yeah. and and I know there was wasn't there problems like his parents really fucked him over with money. Oh really? Stuff. Yeah, it sounds like all the McCulkins were just kind of like farmed out. Yeah. Well, I know he persists on growing facial hair, which. This is not a good look for him. <laughs> yeah. My not hot uh, not, not hot list. He's on your not My hot, not hot list. list. Not hot. 2015. <laughs> Macaulay Culkin's facial hair. <laughs> no, I think it's really sad that, um, you know, he's had all those issues. And if, yeah, he's, I was wondering what, where the money would have gone, how much money he was being paid and stuff. That's interesting to me because he got think paid. He- according to IMDb, he got paid 125000 for the first one, $4.5 for the second one. Yeah, right. And $8 million for Richie Rich a couple of years later. Wow. Wow. Because he is like a kid who can act that well at that age. Oh, yeah. Hard to come by. Like, yeah. How many children stars can you think of? Like mm. Dakota Fanning. Rapid fire. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> <laughs> you can't say that. Um, Kieran Culkin. Think of another kid star. Yeah, Who was like, the kid in Matilda. What was her name? Justin Bieber. That's, nah, he's he a, was he was pretty young. Oh no, he was. Yeah, but I would think under under ten. All I'm saying is, is like for a child actor to be like a headline billing, like you know, yeah, on the poster. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. like a pretty. Uh, infrequent thing. Mm. Like, how often would you say I'm going to see the new like, like blank movie and it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. some sort of yeah. child? Yeah, he was genuinely a star mm. at 10 years old. Yeah. Which is very strange. Mm. 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 So, <laughs> so the second movie is a bit of a rehashing in a different location. Yeah, so essentially in the second one, uh, Kevin is once again mistreated by his family. Much worse this time. He's like publicly publicly humiliated this time. They haven't learned anything. They haven't learned anything. They haven't changed. And really, he hasn't learned that he really needs them. You know, he he like so quick to he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't want doesn't the really family. Need yeah. them. He gets along pretty well without them. Yeah. But I mean, like, you know, on Christmas you need, you know. But surely, like, yeah, I had an issue with that scene as well. So basically what happens is that Buzz, the older brother, significantly older. So he's, what, 16? Yeah, yeah. And Macaulay Culkin would now be nine. And he humiliates Macaulay Culkin in his, like, solo choir thing, which would be a huge deal for you if you were nine years old. And adults would not laugh at that as well because the whole audience, which is full of adults, erupts in laughter at this little boy. Yeah. And that just wouldn't happen, I don't think. And basically, the older brother buzz humiliates Kevin Culkin and then gets away with it. Kevin McAllister? Kevin Kevin Culkin. Kevin... McAllister played by They're pretty much are the same person. McEvan yeah. McCulloch. McEvan McCulloch. McEvan McGillicuddy. And then 
the parents totally let the older brother off the hook. But he's so much older. Like, mm. surely you don't hold them to the same kind of, like, level of... Mm. Yeah. But this is the same thing Maturity. as the first one. Yeah, like, I guess it, so. Yeah. yeah, it's the outrageous injustice yeah. of Everything it we say about the second one, we've said about the first one. Well, like, let's <laughs> say it again, boys. <laughs> Take it around for one more spin. Can we just go every time we say home alone, we'll just go two. <laughs> in the first 45 yeah, but minutes. Like you this. have to say two. <laughs> Me and Jack don't have to say it, but you're you're the in guy. My one bite. So we watched Home Alone. Two. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I like this. Uh, so the wet bandits yeah. uh, have a escape. Oh, they're not the wet bandits in the second movie. The sticky, the sticky bandits. bandits. The sticky bandits. They have escaped from prison. And uh, in this one, uh, Kevin McAllister actually makes it all the way to the airport. But in this one, he gets left behind. But it's his fault. Because he... The, families, the family, again, uh, is uh, delayed. They, they sleep through an alarm. This time well, the dad the runs dad, off on him. The dad runs off on him. But the dad runs off on him because... He stops to put batteries in his, in his recorder thing. Mm. Like he doesn't, he shouldn't be, he shouldn't be left to his own device because he's nine. He should be looked after to some extent, but yeah, he does fuck it up. Mm. Hey guys, can I tell you something that I don't know if I've ever told anyone before? What happened? I got, a, I got left home alone. Well, not home really? alone. Did not, you? not home alone, but like home alone toed. You got on the plane to the wrong place. Well, no, like Christmas. Yeah. The whole family was out and we all were, this is when I lived in Queensland uh, and everyone got like ushered into a taxi. Uh, but then there was two taxis, like wider family, cousins mm-hmm. and everything. And I just got left in uh, Brisbane for the day and I just wandered around as a six-year-old. Oh my really? God. As a six-year-old? Mm-hmm. Did you fend off any I birds? killed two burglars. <laughs> No, I just wandered around. I don't know how they found me. I guess the police found me or something. Really? How long were you alone for? A couple hours, probably. Wow. Had you seen Home Alone at that point? Hmm. I don't know. Were you thinking like, I'm all alone. (laughs) I'm going to jump on the bed and eat popcorn. (laughs) My family left me in Brisbane. My family (laughs) left me in Brisbane. (laughs) Home Alone 2, lost in Brisbane. Hmm. And then wow. it actually happened a bunch of times. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Did your did your older brother humiliate you at your choir recital um, beforehand? He probably would have if I had an older brother. Yeah, and if you were in the choir, mm. did your mum meet the devil on her way back to you? Yes. Wow. And she was like, Kevin! And they're like, his name is Callan. <laughs> Sorry, I'm drunk. <laughs> anyway, that's enough uh, sharing. Yes. Yeah, Moving so- on. <laughs> so, in a, in a very, very pre 9 11 world, Kevin just managed to, to waltz onto a plane by himself because he vaguely points at a guy and says, that's my dad. Mm. And then the coach just says, okay, go and sit anywhere. On the plane, and he puts his headphones on, misses the announcement that they're actually flying to New York, when the rest of his family is on a different fly- plane to Florida, um, where it's not until they land that they realise that uh, Kevin's not with them, and they have to figure out where he is. So Kevin lands in New York, uh, books himself a room at the Plaza Hotel. Which is seen an ad on TV for when yep. he was back home. 
and uh, and yeah, uh, bumps into Don, bumps into Donald Trump on the way in. Yeah, who owned the hotel that. at the time? The future mm. president, future president Trump, President Trump. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a good ring to it, doesn't it? it does. uh, and uh, lo and behold, the uh, sticky bandits have made have also made their way to New York. Uh, escape from prison. Escape from prison, and their their paths their paths cross. There's also a person who's old and scary, but turns out to be not so scary. Oh, and Tim Curry is in it. Tim Curry's in it. Rob Schneider's in it. Rob I've, Schneider's in it. That hotel crew is actually really, really yeah, great. Look, I would they? say that like the one thing that Home Alone Two has over Home Alone One is just Tim Curry. Tim Curry, like, Tim so, Curry is Tim Curry's so good. Tim Curry's excellent. There's a scene where Macaulay Culkin is watching like The Grinch Who Stole Christmas, and it shows a like. Uh, picture of the Grinch like smiling maniacally and then it cross fades to Tim Curry who has exactly the same face and <laughs> he does have the Grinch's face <laughs> it's just the so it's just the best smile. thing yeah. ever and it got me thinking like how much better would that Grinch movie have been if it had Tim Curry in it instead mm. of Jim Carrey yeah mm. and they have similar names and they only had to change a couple fucking yeah. names yeah. they could have totally gotten away with it a few letters yeah mm. yeah and uh yeah, that that great scene where uh, Kevin McAllister, similarly to in the first one, plays the audio from this gangster movie, <laughs> and the scene that he's using is a gangster um, who's killing his girlfriend, and he uses his audio, and part of it is the gangster says, "Get down on your knees and tell me you love me." <laughs> oh God! <laughs> and Tim Curry <laughs> gets down, and, like the delivery of that line where he goes, "I love you." <laughs> It's so enjoyable. I really want to see more of that. Uh, what's his name? Um, not Snakes. Oh, yeah. But the, yeah, the, the angel with the dirty soul. I can't remember. Yeah. The, the guy with the Tommy gun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There was a, that actually reminds me of, I should have said it in rapid fire, but uh, there was a bit in the first one where <clears throat> Kevin McAllister plays the, the video um, from the first one, Angel's Dirty yeah. Cells to scare off uh, one of the wet bandits. Uh, and basically, it's like this scene where he's like talking about snakes. He's like, oh, snakes is here, or whatever. And he's like, oh, um, you're talking to the other wet bandit going, oh, there's some guy in there called snakes. And he's going, snakes, snakes. Have I heard of a snake? And the guy goes, oh, snakes, yeah. He sounded like a snake. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny. Snakes asked for the money Johnny's owed for the stuff. Too bad AC ain't in charge no more. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. One, two, ten. Yeah, sorry, I'll stop reading the Um, line from that. So, I think, you know, what, what I was saying about the previous film is much more exaggerated in this one, in that the previous film, my favorite parts of it was just like Kevin being alone and kind of like learning mm. how to fend for himself and stuff. And I still actually quite enjoyed that portion mm. of this film. But that end sequence just felt completely like n- not attached to the rest of the movie. Like no. in the first one, Kevin is home alone and people are in- invading his house and he is forced to retaliate. Yeah, yeah. Whereas in the second movie, uh, he kind of like sadistically sadistically brings it on, on himself. Like, like like he's kind of like, follow me guys. I'm going to take you off to a place where I'm got all these booby traps laid when 
again, he could have just called the called police. police yeah. And he saw they were in the toy store. He could have called the police. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically what happens is uh, Kevin becomes aware that the sticky bandits are going to rob this toy store and the toy store is going to give all the money to charity. And so he takes it upon himself to kind of like stop this from happening, which you could do really easily by like calling the police and <laughs> telling them to but no, stop Kev, the burglar. Kev sets up the like his uncle's... Rundown house, mm. townhouse. It's being renovated. A, yeah, so he leads these guys house. into a trap. Yeah. Like he, yeah, it's sadistic. Mm. And the first kind of like set piece of, of, um, you know, mayhem is he just hurls bricks at the guys yeah. from the third <laughs> floor. And like, it's I don't know so about violent. you guys, <laughs> but like, if, if you got hit in the head with a Brick, that, you, you're just dead. You die, Your skull yeah. would be concave. And, yeah. and and so which one's Marv and which one's Harry? Marv is the tall guy, Marv, right? Marv, Daniel Stern, and Harry's yeah. Joe Pesci. Yeah. So Marv, Harry, <laughs> Marv gets hit in the head by about seven or eight bricks. Yeah, and he would just be dead. He would just yeah. be a pile yeah. of mush <laughs> and bone on the pavement by this point. Yeah, and I I don't know. If it was because the violence wasn't justified as much narratively, but I found the second one more violent or distressing. The second one's much more extreme. The yeah. violence is much more extreme. Like it's mm. in the first one, he like freezes the steps and they and fall they over. slip down. They slip yeah. Down. In this one, they fall like three story. He cuts holes in the floor. He light. He lights them on fire. Lights them on fire. They yeah. He dumps like he drops. Like in this one, he swings the paint cans at them, which he does in the first one. They manage to dodge them, but then he swings this big like iron Metal pipe, pipe, yeah, and that smacks them off the off the stairs, and they fall like meters down. Yeah. but then he cuts the rope so it lands on them as well. <laughs> and there's a bit where they get hit by like this tool chest that comes down the stairs, uh, and they both have their noses broken, and yeah. they have to like click their yeah. noses oh, back the in. The worst is the nail gun that he's rigged up on the handle, the door. Yeah. yeah. That's like shooting nails into the guy's face. Yeah. It's yeah, 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 his he, nose, I yeah, think. Yeah. In, in his septum or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, yeah. It was yeah, you're actually kind of right yeah. like when you were talking before about him being like the jigsaw killer. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, really, it's nothing worse than what you'd see in a Bugs Bunny cartoon. But it's in real life and he's an eight-year-old exactly. kid. Exactly. It's in real life and it's an eight-year-old kid. And the whole first um, hour and a half of the movie has just been like, I'm in an apartment by myself yeah, and I can yeah. eat all the ice cream I want. Mm, like, yeah. And then suddenly, like, I, there's just, there is actually no reason for yeah, him to do it. Yeah, he doesn't have to man up in the second no. one. No. Well, he has to in the first. Yeah. Like, he is just doing it because he yeah. enjoys in the it, fir- In the first one, he, like... Does his laundry and stuff. But in the second one, he gets his dry cleaning done by the people at the hotel and yeah. charges it to his dad's credit card. I didn't think about that. Mm. that. He doesn't have to, he doesn't have to do any growing in the second one because he's not, he's not home alone. No. He's in a room where he has people literally waiting on him. 
Yeah. And so the only kind of emotional it's only arc... It's a coming-of-age story, no, is it? <laughs> no. They, and they try to shoehorn this emotional arc in there by introducing the pigeon lady, yeah. which is essentially the... Shovel man. The shovel man, except that the shovel man was just misunderstood by the neighborhood, and the pigeon lady is legitimately fucking insane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pigeons are gross. Pigeons are gross. She's like the fucking character from uh, Blue Jasmine or something. She's just, like, lost it and now lives in a park. Like, she's not the kind of person that a nine-year-old should be hanging out with. Like, she's she's very hospitable and everything. She's very kindly. But, like, she's something crazy. has gone wrong in your life if you don't have a home and you feed pigeons for a living at, mm. like, 4 a.m. on Christmas morning. Mm. Like, mm. Shovel Man had a house. He was just estranged from his children. Yeah. Pigeon Lady is a homeless woman in New York, like... Who controls the birds. Yeah. She was in some bad company as well. With the birds? No, with the, the all the weirdos all around her. Oh yeah. Like, there is that there is that great sequence where he's walking through New York at, at night and everyone's yeah. just being a creep and there's like the prostitutes on the yeah, street. Yeah. And Look stuff. for someone to read you a bedtime story. And then he gets into the cab and he's like, Oh, it's scary out there. Yeah, and the yeah, cab yeah. driver turns around and he's like, You're not better much better in here. That's <laughs> <laughs> so freaky. One star on Uber for that r- r- driver. <laughs> Speaking of one star, I was looking um, on IMDb and stuff about these. Neither of these movies were well received when they came out. Really? Yeah. Hmm. They both have really poor, like, Rotten Tomatoes ratings. And I know those hmm. are less... They're, they're Rotten Tomatoes. When was Rotten Tomatoes, really? Yeah. yeah, they'd sort of do it retrospectively. Yeah. Huh. But they were both, yeah, quite poorly... Critically received. Were, I could see commercially Alone, successful. Yeah, I could see Home Alone two being like not that well received, but Home Alone one is like mm, yeah. a universal Christmas classic. Yeah, and it's like quite a well put together film as yeah. well story wise, mm. all that sort of jazz. Yeah, they set it all up, and yeah, it's very surprising. To mm. me. Hey, what was the worst Christmas present you ever received? I've got one that was right off the top of my head. Um, it's still sitting there. It's very fresh in my mind. Mm. Um, it was a bike horn that was the last present that I opened up on Christmas. And my dad laughed and said it was the best one. What? <laughs> so he set me up thinking he sold it to me as the best present. He said, keep this for the last right. present you open. It's the best one. And then... I, you know, I was thinking, oh, it's going to be so good. And I remember being like mildly happy with the ridiculous amount of toys that I got yeah. and like just should have been over the moon already. So, yeah, he set you up with unrealistic expectations. Yeah, yeah. So, opened up everything. I, I had like four or five presents and then when I got to this, I was just waiting for the best present ever and it was a horn that went, <laughs> like one of those really big novelty horns. That like a and sweet. I already had a horn, like a little ringer on my bike and I didn't know why he bought it for me. I think dad just probably liked the, like my dad would literally pick it up, like the way it sounded and then be like, yeah. oh, I'll give that to Carla. <laughs> so yeah, that was, I think I started sulking after that or like threw it at them. Mm. So yeah, I was a bit of a brat as a kid. Yeah. That's that's my worst present, my worst Chrissy present ever. Rapid fire, Callan. <laughs> um, uh, I I I got it. 
So I, now I just, I, I actually told my parents this year, uh, my parents live overseas, just to like not give me anything this year. Um, because I, I just get junk from yeah. them. Just like things that I just, I, I've moved recently into a much smaller apartment and I don't have a lot of room for storing mm. junk. Yeah. Like- and, like um knickknacks knickknacks so the, knack. the last yeah, thing yeah, i got yeah. was this maybe like foot tall um tin robot that kind of looked like the um uh war of the worlds kind of aliens mm. and you just wind it up and it like kind of walks you'd be into yeah. that not really and <laughs> but then like it didn't even wind up it Ooh. just didn't work. Yeah. And so, yeah, like I kept that for eight months and then just threw it in the bin. Mm. Yeah, a lot of stuff on Christmas. A lot of stuff getting being given just for the sake of giving something. Mm. Um, I was at a, like a little Christmas get-together the other day and someone had been given a... Uh, it was a little handheld fan. It was very hot on the weekend and it was a little handheld fan that you put water in the bottom of and it also sprayed water at you i've got that i've got one of those have you got one of those i use them i use it all the time oh dear okay because it seems to me like that sort of thing is the sort of thing that you would get as a christmas present use on christmas day and then that would be the end of it it. you'd put it somewhere (laughs) and like the batteries would like (laughs) the batteries would like leak yeah when you don't use something for a long time that has batteries in it and it goes all crusty and weird and then it just goes in the bin yeah you'd think that batteries that close to water would be a danger but Mm. actually mine still works all right Five or ten years on. Oh, good. Oh, I also have one more. Um, I really hope my godmother Tracy isn't listening. Um, but <laughs> one time she got me. Um, I used to be into Lord of the Rings, and at the time, like I would get the, the figurines. I don't know. I think I was a little bit old to be playing with figurines, maybe. But I like love playing with figurines. Um, but then at a certain point, like by the Return of the King, I was well and truly out of growing out of that phase. Um, but two years after Return of the King, I think as Tracy, she, her and her husband, my godfather, Doug, uh, they owned a toy. Dougie! <laughs> they owned a toy store. And so they must have had what? like Sweet. surplus stock still. So two years after. Did you ever have to protect their toy store from burglars <laughs> on Christmas Eve? It was a nice big toy store, so probably would have been fun. Did you ever go to their toy store and they'd just gotten a new shipment of super intelligent military soldier toys and you decided that you would take a few of them home? You would take a few of them in, even though they didn't want to sell violent toys, just to flip them real quick and make them some money. But then they all came to life. and Isn't and that had a, soldiers? I love that. <laughs> I had those toys. But, okay, so basically two years after Return of the King, when I was well and truly, I think, in year 12, mm. I got one of the toys. Yeah. And I was like, I'm in year 12. Why am I getting figure eight? I've got a bunch of, like, um, bittersweet Christmas ones. Mm. So, like, things that I really wanted, but then it just, like, turned bad real quick. So mm. I always really wanted to stretch Armstrong. Do you guys yeah. remember Stretch Armstrong? So I got a Stretch Armstrong and then uh, it was like a big family Christmas and uh, 
all my cousins who are much older than me were just like, let's see how far we can make it stretch. And that as a premise is flawed <laughs> because you can only see how far you can make it stretch by when it yeah, doesn't once. stretch yeah, anymore. You know, once. And so I played with it for about two minutes and then they like the stretched it, it, it broke and all the like gelatinous goo came out <laughs> and it just like, it was horrifying watching like my favorite toy of about two minutes just melt in front of me. Did they even oh. get the distance? Oh, yeah, like, how far that, it, that is how far it stretches. <laughs> how far does a stretch Armstrong grow? And it was one of the, uh, not that far. Maybe how many stretch Armstrongs? Like if if he's not at rest length, do you reckon it would end up of going? Uh, like his own body length. Yeah, yeah. his own body length. Six or seven. Uh, my brother's still got one. I think. Really? Oh my god! Can I play with it? I think the group- <laughs> no. Yeah, it was a real Kevin McAllister moment actually. Because yeah, my yeah, older yeah. cousins ruined my toy and they didn't get in trouble for it. they didn't get in trouble for it at all no like apologize yeah. Callan. you know what you know what and my- then the next day you got left in brisbane no <laughs> yeah oh. well, actually that's probably true but <laughs> the yeah my aunt the mother of the cousins said boys will be boys Ugh. and then oh, my mom and then my mom said yeah no one said <sighs> sorry no one like did anything and it's still fucking I'm still upset about still it. It's a bit raw. Well, just- Callan, Colin, I've got a surprise <laughs> for you. you got to look Colin's under the really tree. stretching. He has a hole pull his arms. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's how, I guess that's how far he stretches. <laughs> anyone, anyone, anyone else? I got an ugly shirt once, <laughs> which, which I then had to wear to like the next christmas or the next family event and it was too big for me mm. and it was yeah i've had a couple Bad of dvds shit. which are clearly watched by the person who had given it to me <laughs> and i think they probably were free in the first place like attached to a magazine oh uh, yeah, yeah if you guys had any gifting or re-gifting things where something's oh, either you've either re-gifted or it has been re-gifted to you one time I split up a JB Hi-Fi voucher. <laughs> I had like $40 left on the voucher and I went up and and said, can I get two 20s for someone else? And the person behind the counter said to me, that is the cheapest thing I've ever seen. And at the time I was like, it's completely practical. I don't want any of your, your Hi-Fi goods. That seems fine yeah. to me. Yeah. You're like split into two and I want to give it out. What's wrong Pass with that? On. It's currency of some kind. She was just yeah. bitter because I wasn't spending money. Mm, she yeah. wasn't making her quotas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you're on a checkout, you don't have to make quotas. Yeah. How would you have felt if someone, well, I guess you just said that you'd be okay with it. Yeah, I'd be fine. Would you praise them for their frugalness? Mm, yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, you could split this apart or you could would buy you this robot. Would you applaud me, Callan? Yes, I would applaud you. Anything I, else, Jack? Any other shitty I feel like I feel like there's a period I think for like a couple of years when you'd have like a work Chris Kringle and I was in a cycle of I'd get something one year and then that would just be my Chris Kringle next year because <laughs> they're always so shit because like what can you get for 10 bucks mm. that anyone wants? Mm. $10 worth of flour. $10 worth of flour, which you could use to make your own bread. What about $10 worth of hot chips down at a local fish and chip shop? Mm. Imagine oh, how much that would be. Needs to be a lot of chips. Bucks. That'd be a chips. lifetime supply. Oh, Lego can, I, can I tell you about my fantasy 
my hot chip fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> so you know how they have the black Amex? Yes. That yes. is just like, you know, you can just like go in and fucking buy a plane with this thing. Yeah. They wouldn't lay have it down, enough. lay it down on the table yeah, and yeah. just like whatever you do, you can yeah. just do whatever the yeah. fuck you it want. It comes with a concierge. Yeah. It's one of those. I just want to walk into a fish and chip shop with one of these black Amex and just lay it down and go, maximum, maximum chips. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just put them out of business. <laughs> I, like I wouldn't put them out of business at all. But also the thing with that- chips is once you reach a threshold, you don't get any more chips. So if you say, I want $20 worth of chips, they're going to give you yeah, a yeah, bucket yeah, of yeah. chips. Diminishing returns. Say, yeah. Diminishing. If you say 30, there might be one extra chip. Yeah. Like your dollar... To ch- it's exponential. Yeah, totally. I, There's um, a bell curve. Like a drop off. I used to live uh, near a fish and chip place um, that had uh, a special, which we used to get on a Sunday night. And you could get, uh, it was like six bucks and you get a hamburger with a lot and half minimum chips. <laughs> <laughs> half minimum. Half the minimum. Half so they were so chip, firm but- on this minimum chips idea. Yeah. That they had to like introduce the half. The half yeah, yeah, they couldn't alter the heart, the minimum to be less. <laughs> oh, funny. But yeah, so Christmas. What a time. Yay. I got some shopping to do. You got some shopping to do, so we should wrap this up yeah. like a Christmas present, put a bow on it, chuck it under the tree. Merry Christmas, everybody. Thanks for listening to us this, uh, I guess this is the end of our first year. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it hasn't been a full season year. Season one. We're calling it season one. <laughs> this will be episode 10. Will it? Really? Cool. Yeah. That's pretty good. We're a teenager now. Come. <laughs> we don't have to dress me anymore, mum. <laughs> um, so yeah, as always, uh, Get us on www.franchisewiththat.com. Get to the Facebook mail at franchisewiththat.com. If you want to get in touch, send us an e-card if you mm. like. <laughs> send us a gif of Santa going down a chimney or whatever. And if you have like a Stretch Armstrong that you don't want anymore, like I'll totally have it. Just send just just send it through the email. I really want one. I bet they're not that expensive on eBay. I'm really sad about my Stretch Armstrong guys. <laughs> Maybe there's an app of him. I'm like legit sad. Well, you know, stop bringing us down, Cal. It's Christmas. <laughs> boys will be boys. Stretch me, boys. <laughs> oh, Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. Oh, my God. $400. <laughs> they are not cheap. You are not getting your Christmas <laughs> The old school ones. Thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, we'll be back to our regularly scheduled programming of talking about Army of Darkness and Ash versus the Evil Dead uh, very, very soon. Merry Christmas. <laughs>